You are listening to the Gate 7 International Podcast, a podcast connecting Olympiacos fans from Melbourne to Baltimore, from London to Piraeus. We are four Olympiacos fans from every corner of the world, bringing you news and interviews of the team you love in English. With new episodes twice a week, you'll never lose the latest updates and stories of the team you love. This is our team, our city, and our land. You're listening to the Gate 7 International Podcast. What's up, boys and girls? Welcome back to another edition of Gate 7 International. After a lovely 3-0 win over Ionicos, business as usual. Lambro, how are you feeling today, buddy? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm back in Geneva, back in the swing of things. Um, it's great to be back in my natural podcasting atmosphere. You know, I'm, I love my old chair, my desk, my desktop. I don't know. It feels natural. Doing these on a winter night, heater behind me, cup of tea. It feels like, I don't know, it feels like I'm back to the OG podcast, so it's nice. There you go. You've been like around the world in two weeks. I have indeed. (laughs) It's been a long, long trip. A lot of flying. Not (laughs) ideal. Didn't get COVID. Maybe. We'll see. But yeah, we'll see. Hey. Listen, you sound pretty good to me, and we'll take it, man. As long as everybody's healthy, that's all we can ask for. If you guys haven't done so already, please don't forget to subscribe. Like, hit the like button at the bottom of this video. Subscribe as well. We broke a 1,000 subscribers last week. Thank you guys so much for your help, and help us continue to grow this community. Also, if you don't already, follow us on all the different social media platforms. A lot of content coming out on everything. A couple of quick housekeeping items as well, boys, before we get started. Um, If you haven't checked out the videos already, a couple of deep dives have been posted. Uh, Two weeks ago, we also uh, put the video up of the Martins video, the video where we kind of look through everything that's gone on the last four years. That video's up. have gotten great feedback from you guys on that. Check it out. The Carvalho deep dive is also up. You guys voted on what you wanted for the next deep dive. Every platform kind of had like their own winner in that respect, but the total votes altogether were for Carvalho. So that is going to be up, or sorry, that is up as well. Check it out and let us know if you like it. Uh, Lastly, guys, we want to thank our sponsor, Piraeus International. Piraeus International is your one-stop shop, as you know at this point, for all of your international trans shipping needs. Whether you're shipping olive oil, cars, what have you, marble, you name it, they'll ship it to and from Greece. Doesn't matter. Give our friends a call, 410-675-4696 or email sales at piraeusintl.com. Lambro, and there have been some people that reached out to Piraeus. They let me know. There's some people that have sent some things. So there you go. It's crazy crazy. stuff, man. I may reach out. I may reach out, you know, I'm finishing my studies here. Who knows if I'm still here in six months, you know, I'll be reaching out to the port, to the business <laughs> to ship my stuff off. I don't want my espresso maker here to go to waste. If I have to leave, it will be in Athens waiting for me the next time. So we'll see. Also, side note, I'm going to be in, in Greece in two weeks as well, hopefully for the Atalanta game. Let's see if they let us go. Oof. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Well, boys, we did bring up on uh, social media that we are going to do a segment of Ask Us Anything. 
Once we get through the post-match stuff for Ionikos, we will do an Ask Us Anything. So you can ask whatever question, anything. It can be football-related or not. It's up to you. You you ask the question, we answer. It doesn't matter the topic. Uh, But on the subject of post-match Ionikos, big 3-0 win today. Also a goal that was disallowed in the first couple minutes of the game. Another game, two games in a row, basically, where Olympiacos is starting off strong, starting off the game very strong, pressing high, pressuring, making opportunities. Unfortunately, that early goal in the third or fourth minute was disallowed. But in the end, it didn't matter. We still got three goals. Later on in that first half, we did get uh, a goal, a wonder strike from Agibu Camara. And three, in the end, it's 3 nothing. We take the three points. And the team seems to be hitting stride in a perfect time. Abandoned the 3-4-3 finally, back to the 4-2-3-1. And the team is finally looking like it's going to click, or things are clicking, rather. Lombro, how did you feel about the game today? Not going to lie, I fell asleep in the second half. I'm really jet-lagged as well. I'm not gonna... <laughs> I'm, I was really tired, but I, I saw most of the game um, enough, and I rewatched the parts I fell asleep at. And I just want to say... Things are so much better moving to 4-2-3-1, except, I will say creatively, things are so much better, including with Agibu Kamara returning, including Matias Valbuena starting to play. I think that's a big factor in Olympiaco starting to create. But one factor that 4-2-3-1, 3-4-3, that has been a theme all season is the defensive fragility. And I'd be really interested to see what the XG was the past two games because I think both Panatolikos and Ionikos had decent chances against us. I I really think defensively we're still slightly weak. But in the 3-4-3, I think we're slightly we're we're quite weak for a five at the back, three at the back formation as well. Um that's one thing I'll point out. I think Socrates has been quite poor recently. I don't know what's going on. I think there's a bigger theme as well, a conversation to be had. Um we we have a slide, some pictures as well. But anyway, I I think I think it's a great sign. Things are getting much better. I never expected everything to get better at once, right? But this is looking much better. Four two three one. Um, but I I still think defensively there's some big worries, and I can't put my finger on it. I wonder if the data tells us something, the XG tells us something, because I really don't think it matters. Because I think both in four two three one. We are fragile defensively, but also in three four three. So I don't know, Adi. I don't know if you've noticed the same things or if I'm starting out of nowhere. Uh, I think for me, the problem at the very least when it comes to the three four three is that we have the tendency to invite pressure, right? And I think even though maybe we have the extra defender there, we always seem to play further back and we invite more pressure. But when it comes to the the opportunities that have been against us. Uh, the last game against Panetolikos, their, their total XG was 0.5, 0.56, I think. They only had a handful of opportunities. The the ones, really the opportunities that they got were, half of them were outside of the 18. I mean, they had four chances that were 22 to 25 meters. Those are, are very, very rare opportunities for, for people to make in general. We're talking about under 0.01 XG. They did have the the first shot, the Vergos shot that I remember that was early on, and then the Adunes one that they missed. But that game against Panatolikos, where we won three to one, there was 
not much that they did to us. Even in this game, there were opportunities. I will say we did allow a couple more dangerous opportunities. The one where Jan and Vila got kind of when he was covering back for Oleg and he got kind of split open on the ball and then just was too slow to recover. Then the Socrates had a handful. Uh, for the most part, I don't think we are giving up a lot of major opportunities, but at the same time, we're playing a lot better. Uh, overall, if we're looking at, let's say, even the last few games, like the game against Yanina, where we won 2 nothing with the 3-4-3, if I remember correctly, their XG was 0.01. It was nothing. I mean, they literally had zero opportunities on yeah, target. They, that was like a... I remember talking to you about this in the chat. Yeah. They like literally played like a backup center back at striker because they had so right. many COVID cases, so... But, but I, I don't know if that's I, anomaly I do, in the data, but you know what I mean? Well, no, it's not. Here's why. Because even though we lost that first cup game, that first leg of the cup to Panetolikos, they they only had an XG in that game of 0.8. And uh, that was another game that they didn't have a lot of great opportunities either. They scored on two of them. But uh, both of those goals were savable goals. And you can argue that Christensen should have had those. And he didn't. So... I uh, same thing against Panathinaikos in in the derby match. They might have played slightly better than us, but they didn't have great opportunities. You know what I mean? Defensively, we've been on a whole pretty sound, and that hasn't been the problem this season. The problem this season has been creative, and at the very least, in the last couple games, we've seen that the the creativity has been better. Against uh, Panathinaikos, we scored three goals uh, last this past week. And the XG was over three. I guarantee you this game, the XG is going to be over three as well. We had a lot of good opportunities. Um, we had one goal that was called back that won't even count towards any XG metric because of the offsides. But we we had we made opportunities. And that's, for me, that's how I determine sustainability. I want to see how consistently we're creating opportunities. And not just that, how good are the opportunities we're making. And we made a few good ones. We had a, a lot of solid opportunities made. And that's two games in a row where we've been able to do that. And that for me is great because we're seeming to starting to hit stride now at a really important time before this Atalanta game. And I really, really, really hope this continues because the only way we have a shot at beating Atalanta is if they continue their downward trend and then we continue to play well, even then we're still not a favorite. Even then, it's still a smaller probability that we're going to, you know, go beyond. Whereas before, I think maybe we thought there was a 5% chance we could go. Maybe now there's like a 15% chance. But still, this we need this scenario to play out to give us a better chance of doing something against Atalanta. Um, that's kind of how I feel about it. For me, the important part is... Um, we're playing better and Atalanta is not playing very well. Uh, and that, I hope that continues because that's the only way uh, that we're going to get anything out of this, this, this next Europa league. Like, I don't know how you feel about that. No, I think that's right. I think that's right. Um, I saw, I, I see this comment now um, as well. I, I actually just caught like 15, 20 minutes of this game. I was just surfing the TV and saw it was on. So I was like, okay, I'll take a look. And it didn't look great, to be honest. They didn't look great. Um, I don't know. I was looking at their lineups to try to see how they're lining up, and it seemed like maybe they either have some injury problems or a COVID situation because they have a lot of 
people out. I don't know what the, I have to be honest, I don't follow them whatsoever. So I don't know what the situation is. That's something maybe we're going to be asking around what the situation is. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. I, I don't know. Um, what we're going <laughs> to wait. I get it. That's too funny. That's too funny. <laughs> Pedro Martins <laughs> is tuning in tonight, guys. Uh, he's tuning in. Three, four, three. Very that? good. Henry, good player. <laughs> is it really Pedro Martins? It's got to be. No, it's not Pedro it's Martins. No, it's so got to be. He watches the show. Barely understands English, I bet you. But, <laughs> but um, I don't know. I, I, I don't think we have a big chance at all. I just think the only thing uh, I think that we can do it is um, at home, that second leg in, in Piraeus, I think maybe we can do something. And if this government can wake up and let us into the stadium, God damn it, I will be there. So we'll see. We'll see. I, I think we have a chance if we keep it close. Um, I think we here's always a, have a chance. Here's a good question. And Costa, I think uh, you should get the first answer on this since you're, you're just joining in here. From Michalis Alexiu, do you think Martin's contract extension is a reason for the better games? Hmm. What do you think about that? So my initial reaction to that is that there is a sense of more more stability. There's less of an unknown factor. You know, what's going to happen? Is he going to renew? Is he not? I think that brings a certain amount of, you know, calm into the dressing room until the end of the season, at least. Because I still think there's an open opportunity for him if a Premier League club comes knocking, for example, we know that the club in general doesn't, um, you know, get in the way of players or managers or anyone they have respect for. You know, if there's a club, a big club coming, uh, coming knocking. So I don't know. I think, like you guys said, the performances have improved somewhat and we start to see the engine start to kind of kick into third gear. And I've, I've said that a lot during during the course of the season so far, that it just seems like we're in first, second and kind of getting wins 1-0, 2-1, whatever, and not really playing. Now you see players like Madi Kamara starting to pick up some sort of rhythm. And I think we saw that to an extent in the second half because I have to say, when he changed the formation from a 4-2-3-1 to a 4-3-3, I thought, okay, that's going to bring us some stability because Bukhalakis always brings balance. He always brings balance to the team. Um, we can knock him a lot for some of the more creative elements, getting the ball forward, but he contributes to ball possession and, you know, keeping more, more control, you know, controlling the game. We didn't leak any opportunities against in the second half. And that's because the team was more balanced with him in the team. What I fear when that happens, and this happens in Europe, guys, 4-3-3, I just think, where's the creativity going to come from? Who's going to play the killer ball? Who's going to break through the lines? Who's going to pick out Onyakuru or Masuras? And today, Madi had a bit more of that engine fire, you know? Um, he's not. He's still not there yet. He's still not anywhere near his peak. Um, and so while I think we're improving, I don't quite think we're ready for that more high-tempo European game. But the good news is, as you said, that we look to be kind of on the up 
and Atalanta right. are currently in a bit of a slump. So those are my thoughts on the Pedro mm -hmm. issue and a bit more broadly. Our boy Pedro Martins here, you know, yes, real Pedro, Ba, no yellow card, good. This is another thing. Yes, Ba did not get a yellow card. Yes. Wait, like two minutes. Are we kidding? Are we being serious? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, any 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 appearance where he doesn't get a yellow card, it's uh it's always a good thing. From Life for 828 here, tragic defense. Socrates has slow reactions. Oleg looks very tired. Um Adi. Yeah. I just wanted to say, um, we're going to do the ask uh, ask us anything section yep. more broadly after we finish post-match because yep. I see some really tasty questions. Um, <laughs> Costa, thank you very much. What is your Olympiacos all-time starting 11? Stick around for that one because thank we've Jesus. got generations here. So stick around for that one. That's going to be very tasty. Thank you, Costa. That will be a fun one. There's some. There's a couple comments coming in here about Maritzolaki's good thing Cisse is coming back from Platon Papas here. It's clear to me that without Cisse, we're going to have a problem. Manolas too slow and Socrates too. Uh, yeah, I, well, Cisse is definitely faster than both of them. I don't, for me, I don't think Manola was, did a lot wrong today. I think he was okay most of the time, but Socrates, Socrates is vulnerable uh, unfortunately, if we're caught kind of in stride a little bit, he is a little bit slower and he was caught out of position a couple of times. Um, and, and then of course there's the, uh, part, the other part of eight life or eight to eights comment was that Oleg looks very tired. He does look very tired. And we've, we've brought this up. We don't, this guy has played more minutes than most players play in a whole season already. I went through, by the way, to see what the average amount of time played is. 50% of players for a full season won't play as much as Oleg has played to this point before this game today. That is absurd. That should be absurd to all of you. It's it, because it, it just boggles my mind that we haven't yet found, one, an alternate left back to, to give him competition so that he can, you know, get better. But two... God forbid he gets injured. What do we what do we do? What do you what do? Keto's a new back? sign in, baby. <laughs> Don't. He wasn't even on the bench. We didn't even say he wasn't he wasn't oh, yeah. on the bench anywhere. Is he gonna play no this Wednesday? On the bench. There was no play? left back on the bench. So so Karate's a good left back. <laughs> They'll move Adruzos <laughs> over there. Andruzzo is a better left back than right back. I'm putting it on the table. I'm, I'm saying it. It's true. But I will say, Adi, like, um, Socrates, I don't know what the hell has happened. Maybe he's played too many matches as well. Maybe that's a problem. He's played a lot of games. Because he that night in Frankfurt where me and Costa were there, he was freaking unbelievable. Like, I don't know what the hell has happened. Um, I just think he's quite old. Can we be honest? And he's played a lot of football in his life. And how old is the guy? Like 34. He's taken wear and tear. He's had a lot of injuries. Like, And I don't know. I just don't think he's an Olympiacos-style defender, too. Like normal, having the ball so much, passing. And I don't know if that even makes sense. But I don't know. There, there seems to be... Like, I don't think the gelling of Olympiacos and Socrates has been perfect, you know? Does that make sense? Like the gelling, like of coming. <laughs> Coach Martin's here. Oh, let go. No need left. 
Whoever's made this fantastic. What a good... <laughs> but but do you, would you guys agree with that? Like, do you think Socrates has fit the Olympiacos culture like really well? Like, I don't think I've seen it. Like, I don't. Maybe it's with the pandemic, and I just feel like it's not a match made in heaven. Does that make sense? Well, I don't know. Define, and define I feel like the fans are have a shorter that. leash with with Socrates as well. Does that make sense? Like. And he's, but define he's what there. you mean by that. Define what you mean that he hasn't fit. I don't know. With, he, with like culturally, or I don't know. Costa, does this make any sense, or am I full of shit? Like, what? I just feel like it's not working super well. I don't know. I don't know how to put it into words properly. It's just a feeling. I don't know. I I don't know. Like, because on the field, Socrates kind pretty quickly, in my opinion, when he came last season. I thought he gelled at least pretty well. And then when he did fit in, he was pretty solid at the back. I think it could be a, a, a maybe a, a number of things. First of all, when we look at how he's been the last couple of games, maybe it is, maybe there is a little bit of fatigue. Uh, you know, he's pl- he is playing a lot for his age. Maybe there is a little bit of fatigue there. And in the partnership with Manola, right, he might have to do a little bit more. He might have to do... A, a little bit more physical activity than Cisse. Cisse covers a lot more ground and maybe he's when he plays with Cisse, he can afford to kind of take a step back and more as like a, a watchdog type of role, right? When you have one center back that plays more stopper esque and the other that plays more just stays a little deeper. So that could be it. And also I'm going to point out that we have had the most pressure on our back line when there is the absence of a certain midfielder in our squad. And that member is Bukhalakis. When Bukhalakis is not on the field, we stress our back line. Why is that? The reason is Yanem Vila is also slow. Not that he's a bad player, but when he is not on point positionally, he gets exposed because he's slower. And Madi's further up the pitch. That's Madi's preference. And this year, Madi has not been as good tracking back as he usually is. So we have one really solid defensive midfielder on the team right now. And it's Bukhalakis and it shows when he's not on the pitch. So for me, it's like a combination of those things. Um, and that, that's kind of how I, that's how I look at it. So I personally still think Socrates is a good fit, but there's just more context to it. The only thing I would add to that is that Socrates has a similar body. I feel to Bukhalakis in a sense yeah. that, when he gets injured, and because he is he's 32, 33, however old he is, uh, when you get injured at that age and you have that kind of body, you need some games, some rhythm to kind of get back into the swing. And I feel like he struggled. He's had these niggly injuries from time to time. Uh, and I think that's shown on the pitch. But otherwise, I completely agree with you, both against Panatolikos uh, and today, and in games where we've looked at him and he's got exposed, it's been in games where we've played four at the back and uh, Bukhalagis has not been in, in midfield and we've had a lot of pressure on the defence. And Manolas isn't 100% either. So right. it's it's one of those things. And I was saying during the game that, my God, I can't wait until Cissé comes back and I hope nothing you know doesn't get injured. He's not playing today. Um, he's not playing he's, tonight, yeah. He's not right. for the moment. He's not on the pitch. Um, but that raises another question for me, which is, you know, we need a centre back in the summer because yeah. so well and good we bought Manolas. Uh, Cisse's probably going to go on a big money transfer in the summer. Let's not kid ourselves. 
Yeah. And Socrates is is getting older. And then there's the whole Markovic question, which I don't know what the hell this guy has done to be just thrown out the team. And I don't I don't really want to go into that further. I've, I'm I'm asking some journalists questions like, okay, what the hell's going on, and trying to get an inside an inside story there. Uh, but uh, for for the moment, he's still on the yeah, team as well, right? Yeah. But, but he, 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 he didn't leave. To, uh, Cyprus. No, no, no. No. He didn't leave. He didn't leave, and like now they're saying we. We're accepting eight hundred thousand for him, and we bought him to go back to partisan. Winner. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah. Wait, but the Turks are interested as well. But I think their window closes in a few days. Eighth. I don't know. The eighth. the um the rumor, the prevailing rumor, and this is completely unsubstantiated, but the prevailing rumor is that the part of the reason for this is that he refused to play for the B team. And so he's been getting this treatment because it's punishment for him not playing for the B team. Similar to the the Pinakas thing. Again, this is this is not substantiated. This is just a rumor I have seen going around. So maybe that's the case. I don't know. Hopefully we find out one way or another what the the deal actually is. It's it is unfortunate. Uh there I know we're saving the questions for the ask us anything, but this one is relevant to the game. How serious is the Rodriguez injury? And this is going to depend on the type of injury that he sustained. I thought when he had grabbed after the, when the run started, he grabbed like the inside of his thigh. I thought he grabbed a little, a little more high up on the thigh. I thought maybe it was groin. Gosta, you brought up an adductor, which is actually after I looked it up a way more common a way more common injury. And it is not just on the outside of the leg. Like I thought it also is on the inside too. So, so looks the, like it could be. So I just was doing a quick scan before we came on and it's a doctor. It is a, a doctor. The first, um, the first, well, reaction from the, from the medics is that it's an adductor issue as I feared. Cause when I saw that yeah. it's, it's recurring, it happened. It's happened. It's the same time with him. Every time he gets on the pitch, you know. I think the last game against Banadoligos, he finished, or I can't remember if he got subbed off. Did he play ninety minutes in the last game? Can one of you look that up? He's he's so he's fragile. Like glass Very is more, fragile. Glass is stronger than he is. Like, and adductors is complicated, guys. It, mm-hmm. it affects like the, the the muscles between the legs and the abs. If you start having abdominal problems as a football player, yep, no good. That might mean surgery. I mean, I'm not jumping the gun, but an adductor injuries are serious, guys, and they keep coming. Don't worry, just like Kenny, they'll they'll inject something into that abductor, that groin. Godspeed, he's good to go, baby. That's how we do it. He's good. Don't worry, just give him the little injection. No problems. That's how they solve everything. (laughs) Just like Kenny, I bet you they were like Kenny's out for three weeks. They're like. Hey, Kenny, we got this magical shot we'll put in your ankle. You'll you'll feel great tonight. <laughs> there we go. There we go. But to be honest, um, it's a real blow, guys, <laughs> until until Jorgos Masuras comes on and scores a goal and wins a penalty, and you're like, where the hell has this been for four months? You know what I mean? It's like, oh, shit, here we go, Masuras coming on again to, to burn our eyes a little bit with his terrible dribbling. And then he does that, right? So it's kind of like... I know it's a big blow, but 
if Masuras plays like that, I don't know if we need him. I guess we do need him. I don't know. I still have no idea. There's no way we play 4-2-3-1 against Nap- or Napoli, uh, Atalanta. You know what I mean? So, I agree. And I, I sw- if he plays 3-4-3, we're going to die. What I think he needs to do is play 3-5-2. There's the genius right there with Masuras and Taquinho up top. That's it. But I don't know. I Is Matia Vabuena going to start on the wing against Atalanta? Like, so... You know what I mean? I, I I'm I'm worried. <laughs> I'm worried about that. You know, a little bit. It's working. It's working well, and the team's turning around, and the more seemingly playing better football. But I don't know if it's sustainable one because of the situation with Valbuena, and yeah, I don't know. So b- b- before we um, before we kind of jump to Atalanta, there's one other thing that needs to be said. I'm sorry, I missed the first few minutes, but in the first half today, if it wasn't for our keeper would be eating three goals and would be going into the half at least three one down guys. Yeah. Because bad. some of the saves that he made, that one on one. Yeah. And then the double save, like the one low and then the shot that was rocketed from outside the box that he he tipped over. Guys. That needs to be said. We'd be three one down if it wasn't for Thomas Vachlik in the first half. That yeah. that needs to be said. Well, there's a solution for Atalanta, right, to prevent that. And Coach Pedro Martins has it. We're going to play 9-1. (laughs) (laughs) And actually, quick quick tangent, because uh, we forgot. Congratulations to Nottingham Forest for uh, doing a number on Leicester. Wow. Thank you, Costa. 4-1, man. They beat the two two last uh, victors of... um... Of the FA Cup, right? Arsenal and Leicester were the last two teams that won it. That's well in for them, huh? Maybe they go Take up a screenshot. Uh, yeah, th- this isn't wrong. This isn't wrong. And George, this- George is right here, bringing us all down back to reality. <laughs> why, why? Why do you have to do that? It's a beautiful Sunday night. It's not too cold. It's not raining. Like, just have to bring us for- back down to reality. But for the no, audio guys. Real. Yeah, for the I audio guys, George Gefalas is saying victories against teams of the Greek League are in no way indicative of Olympiakos' strength. The team has too many problems, and Atalanta will prove it. We will lose both games. Sorry to cut you off. We're not that. losing in the Kariskaki. I'm telling that. If we have fans, we're not losing there. That's it. I'm saying it. You know why, Costa? Because I'll be there. So we don't <laughs> lose when I'm in the Kariskaki. So <laughs> that's it. That's it. So no, but uh, seriously, I, I think um, going to George's point, the barometer is going to be next week, Sunday, when we play with Ike. I think if the team produces a good result, plays some nice football, we we can turn it around. We can turn it around, or not turn it around, but we can feel some sort of confidence, feel like, okay, we're not going to go there to get our ass kicked. But a nice performance with Ike would give me much more confidence than what we saw tonight. I don't know if that's a fair point, but that's my point. I. I think as as much as I agree with the point that he made, th- for me at least, if if we're playing awfully in Greece, that also doesn't tell us anything good. Not again, not that he's wrong, but at, as long as we're playing well in Greece and we're we're playing to the level that we expect, then at least it tells us that 
things are sort of going in the right direction, right? Like if I, I had way worse feelings before when we were playing like dog shit in Greece because then I knew for sure we were going to play like dog shit in Europe because that's what happened in the beginning of the season. But if we're playing well in Greece, there's a higher likelihood to me that we could play better in Europe. I think that seems pretty logical to me at, at the very least, right? So it, it at least should say something. It couldn't get worse, though, Ari. It couldn't get any worse. Like, any kind of rhythm that we can build up. Like You're, you're not wrong. <laughs> you're yeah, not wrong. Because, I mean, we, we've, all been, we've all been saying it, some of us more loudly than, than the other, but it's not been watchable this season. And it's still now, it's like, it's like, you know, five or ten minute kind of flashes in a game, which is... As George Kefalas, uh, Kefalas was saying, it's good for Greece to play five, ten minutes football. Yeah. But in Europe, where the tempo is much higher and continuous, is not is going to be very difficult. But it's a, it's a positive. We have to try and take it as a positive sign that we are building some rhythm. Uh, and you see in some of the comments of the players as well on, on social media, you know, that they talk about building confidence uh, a lot yeah. of them in the comments that they make so i think it has been an issue in in the squad and it, it can't get worse it can only can only get better yeah baby steps i guess baby steps that how we say it and i think one question i have is will certain players be able to get that rhythm before the game so looking at this picture here that we've just put up Tequino looks like he's in decent form. Manolas is getting up to fitness. Kenny Lala is finally putting matches together. But I have a few questions about how's Papsise going to get back into the team? Is it going to be a smooth re-entrance after this African Cup of Nations? If they win the African Cup of Nations, do they go straight to Senegal and celebrate first? I would assume yes, right? Like, they don't just, like, win it and then they're like, we're off to Europe, we're done, you know? they Surely they go back. To, you know what I mean? I don't want to put an eye on them or something, but... Surely they go celebrate, right? Or I don't know. Could you imagine if Greece won the Euros and then it's like, okay, we're back to our club team? You know what I mean? So surely they go back and celebrate if they win. So will he be celebrating for a few days? He will only have the Ike match maybe then to get match fitness. So are we gonna just throw him into Atalanta with one match? You know, I have questions about some of these things, as well as Henry Onyakuru, who I wrote in our chat, I think if we go through with Atalanta, we'll play a role. I know that sounds fucking insane, but hot take. He just has something on the counterattack. You know, I, I don't know if you guys noticed that where he pressed his body, kind of backed into someone, let the ball go and turned him and ran off and drew a yellow card. I think that was the movement. And you were like, yeah, that's good. Like, where has this been? You know what I mean? Like, if you do this yeah. in Europe, this is huge. Like, we really need this. No one else we have can fucking do this like ronnie lopez maybe did it 10 years ago 20 kilos lighter but like doesn't do it anymore so if you can do this we could use you for 30 minutes you know what i mean and that could be a goal that could be a cross that could be whatever the hell it is but i'd love to see henry onyakuru play like 60 to 90 minutes against panatolikos is that too much to ask for i don't know listen I, that's my big thing what you what you brought up this is what we asked for this is what we thought we could see in the deep dive that was the value but you actually have to do it you know what i mean so it would be great if we actually saw it if he could do it more consistently but that 
was probably like the second or third time we've seen it all season. So uh, there is a comment here, and I think we actually have a graphic for this. So uh, Eleftherios Mahinis, uh, we did not tell him to comment this, but boy, he is teeing this up perfectly. Guys, the title is easy. We will not lose it. Balk has the better results the last matches, but with eight penalties. Just eight penalties? Just eight? Guys, I put together last night ahead of the, the match weeks for this weekend. Uh, for the last four seasons, the penalties, the number of penalties that have been awarded to teams playing in the top flight of Greek football. And so for the last four seasons... I was curious, you know, because I I have had some Balk fans telling me that, oh, it's, you know, we don't get the most penalties. It's just this season. So I put it together, and this is what I have for the last four seasons. Since Pedro Martins basically came to Olympiacos, this is how many penalties have been awarded to each team. And Balk has been awarded a grand total of, just in the Super League, by this is just the league, not the cup, 45 penalties in four seasons. I tried to look up in other leagues a team that was averaging almost 12 penalties a season, and I could not find one. 45 penalties. This is absurd. 10 more penalties than the next team. Absurd stuff. In the meantime, everyone wants to tell us that Epo is red and the referees are red, and we, we don't even have more penalties than the majority of, of the big six teams or big five teams, whatever. Wait, what do you guys Adi, think I have a question. Yeah. Is I lower because they were in the second division? Oh, wait, no, no, that's 2018. <laughs> yeah, that no, 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 20. sorry. I was just, I got misconfused. I thought they were still in the second or third division. Sorry about that, but no, no, that's just normal. That's just normal. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. And also, Panathinaikos again tonight crying on the television about not getting a penalty and that the refs are against us in Greece and blah, blah, blah. Like, one life like Second this most. crying yep the ones crying that they don't get enough are the ones getting the most calls it's lovely i don't think i of course plays like the worst football i've ever seen in my life and they're crying about the referee and, and velez was on greek tv to say saying they're stealing food from our families by not giving us good penalties and <laughs> so greek man so taking bread from his family are you kidding me <laughs> this guy's a clown i, I don't know the panathinaikos fans are hilarious they're like we win, we lose clear penalties on the radio, crying. Oh, God, it's so bad. It's so bad. It's so bad. But they've had a is. lot of practice at it. So good at it. It's, but I I couldn't believe the guy with the line. Come on, who says the the referees are taking bread from my children. He actually said that. Like, <laughs> that's a good line. I'm gonna say that one day. I think I'll, I'll save that one for years. But but yeah, so. It's crazy, though, with this Kurtic guy scoring so many goals. Once I had a friend, he was like, "What? what is up with Kurtic played for Parma? He was like a six. He's your leading goal scorer in Greece. I was like, yeah, that's how things work here. That's, that's how they work. What yeah. can you say? Well, what can you say? What can you say? The graph says it all. Yeah. That's when you need the, the Stachidia Mascorafic as well. But... Quick question now. So moving back to reality, on Wednesday, what type of lineup do, would you guys put out with Panatolikos, knowing we need a goal, we need to win, blah, blah, blah? You put out a strong lineup or you put out, again, maybe Fadiga, maybe Henry Onyekuru, maybe the Greek, uh, 
how do they say, Kafu, uh, Thanasis uh, Androutsos? Like, what do you think? I would put a weaker team. Or I yeah. would put players that need rhythm. Yeah. Carvalho, I, I, I will this guy it, finally I, play? I, I, I've said so, it know. before, guys. For me, Cup is, I don't I don't give a shit about the Cup. I really don't care. Put Jao Carvalho in, put Fadiga in, put Kitsos in, put Karvognik in at right back, put Dolagis in goal, put Bagalianis in at the back, uh, play Pinakas, play Henry. I I really don't care and I don't care if we get knocked out of the cup. Really, I don't. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, the Costa 10 is the next game, the cup. Yes, the next game is the, the second leg of our cup against Panetolikos. That is correct. And Costa, I do the same thing, to be honest with you. We're home, right? It, the first leg was away. So it's it's a home game in the cup. I wouldn't play the I wouldn't play the full team either. I would play right. same thing. Not me on nightmares. Uh, right. But me but that's me personally. That's your that's you personally as well. But we know that the yeah. club wants to win the double. So I have a feeling we're gonna see at the very least for the first half, like an A team lineup in the starting eleven to overcome the deficit. That's that's what I think uh that's what I think it's gonna be. I think that part of the reason we made a lot of signings over the over the winter break in January was also to kind of beef up the squad and say to the manager like okay you've got players go out and you know use your squad and make sure you win the cup as well and if you need to use players that aren't your starting 11 you've got players you've got Agibu, you've got Cavalier, you've got Rodriguez you've got uh Onyekuru you've got Masuras you've got options huh you've got yeah. options so go go and do it you don't want to play Tikino play Larabi you know he yeah. has options for that. So I think that factors into it as well. But I agree, like the club clearly, it's one of those things where I think the club always wants to win the double in Greece. And then the manager's like, meh, not so bothered. If I'm staying in the summer as well, players can have a bit more break if they don't have to wait two weeks from when the league finishes to when the cup's played, which is ridiculous. Let alone this shit show with Epo and you know when we won the cup two years ago they didn't even wait to hand over the cup there was no ceremony they just left it and we went and picked it up where have you seen that before so why should we show respect to the greek cup as an institution as a competition when the people that run it they have no respect for themselves so i i'm really don't i don't care also, the trophy is atrocious. It looks like a piece of plastic. Can we discuss that? The trophy is just, I don't know who designed that. Like someone in their garage put that thing together. Like it's like a little steering wheel made of plastic. Like, come on now. Like, what are we doing here? Who makes these trophies? They ran out of money because the league trophy I like, it's like not so much a steering wheel or some bullshit. It's got some weight to it. You know, there's some real metal put in that thing. But like the, the cup is just. It's not like the FA Cup where you can't even lift it in England. It's like, like even the little child in the background's waving the thing around. Like I, I don't like <laughs> it. I, I don't rate it. Well, before we get a little bit too much more off topic, let's close up the post match with our usual man of the match and coach's grade. Then we can go into the ask us anything because there's quite a few questions here um, that people have started to ask. So Lombro, get started. Man of the match, coach's grade. 
So I have I did the match ratings this week. You'll see that on our social media, everyone, um, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Please follow us all there. And of course, subscribe if you haven't done so already on on YouTube, on podcast platforms, wherever you listen and follow us to um, like as well. I guess that's a thing to say. Comments. I think that helps the algorithm, as they say. But man of the match, I was torn between uh, Yoros Masuras and Vachlik, but I think in the end, I gave it to Vachlik because of the importance and the timeliness of the saves he made and the stability he brings to the back line as well with poor performances from Socrates. And, uh, oh, this is this is fake news because the League Cup is better than the trophy, Andreas. I'm sure of it. Pull the pictures up, Costa. Pull the pictures up and put them in the slideshow. But anyway... <laughs> um, no, I'm going to say Vachlik was the man of the match from Pedro Martins. He's starting to do the things right, like that I want him to do. Um, I think Matia Vuabuena, at like 38 years old, is crucial to Olympiacos' creativity at the moment. Without Fortunis, without Fit, Jao Carvalho, with poor um, El Arabi, I think he needs to be playing, and I was happy to see him playing. And I, I think he realized the situation with 3-4-3 and has moved away from it. And the bravery to go with Tequino to start playing Tequino, giving him more matches over El Arabi. I think that's the correct decision at this point, even though I'm one of the biggest fans of El Arabi. As I say in my match uh, review thing, um, I think Tequino in Europe is so valuable because of the pace and pressing that he will bring his ability in the air on set pieces as well from crosses. It's really important to get him ready to go. So, yeah, I would give him an A. I was happy with him. 3-0, clean sheet. I think he managed the game quite well. I thought he made the right subs. I think Bukhalakis was a good sub. As much as I was disappointed to see Valbuena go off, I think he brought stability. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Costa. Man of the match. Uh, Honourable shout-out to this guy for an absolute corker in the first half. So, there's a picture there of Agibu celebrating after the goal. Uh, did we mention that? What a goal that was in the first half. It just laid out in front of him perfectly and he struck it so cleanly walloped it into the top corner so honorable shout out Agibu Kamara we've missed him so much is been a breath of fresh air in the midfield since he came back from AFCON he's given us that that press and I think it was again he he started one of the goals from a steal is uh you know uh, so yeah great Great performance from him today, uh, Masuras, obviously. I think when I saw your your player ratings, Labrador, and I saw 8.5 for Masuras, I was like, it's a bit high. But then you did mention he won the penalty and he scored the goal. So, okay, fair enough. But in the end, like like I alluded to earlier, Vachlik, um, for me, man of the match. Because if he's not there, we're three goals down in the first half. So for me, Thomas Vachlik... Man of the match again. I think he was man of the match against Yanina as well for us. And um, coach's grade B plus. I think um, it's not a sexy move to go back to the four three three, but it's what we needed, and it helped us to get the result, and it helped us to see to see out the game in the second half and get the win. So um, you know, by definition and by the result. It's, um, you know, he did well today, the coach. So B plus for me. Sounds good. Sure. I am going to uh, change it up a little bit. I'm going to give Agibu Kamara my man of the match. 
Oh, um, Jesus. That's atrocious. I, that's terrible. That's- <laughs> if I, I gave Vatchlik better in the match last time. I can't do it two times in a row. So I'm going to give it to Agibu. Um, amazing first goal. And then he also played the ball into Masuras uh, when Masuras scored. He was involved heavily in the offense today. I thought he did very well. Wasn't at, Didn't like disappear in and out of the game a lot as we have been accustomed to him this season. And it's, Costa, you said it correctly. He's a breath of fresh air now that he's back. The only real number 10 that we have besides an aging Valbuena, of course. So uh, a great, great job by him. And I'm also going to give Coach Martins an A. And I think this is the first time I've given Martins a back-to-back A in my post-match ratings. I, I gave him an A in the post-match, the short video that we did for uh, Panetolikos, and he's got an A now. So uh, he's he's doing the right things for me. I like the starting lineup. I like the changes that he made. And I hope that he continues to do the good stuff going forward. All right. Does that mean we can get to the Ask Us Anything section? Yes. Yeah. All right. And All right. we we start with the most important question. Before we do, before we do, because there's a lot of people coming back in, guys. Don't forget to hit that like button if you like what you're listening to. If if you're new, stick around, listen to what we have to say. If you like what we're saying, or if you like the show, hit the like button. Don't forget to subscribe. Hit the bell as well. That means that you'll get a notification every time a new episode is up. Um, help us to keep extending the community and bringing together Olympiacos fans from all over the world. And yeah, let's, let's hit it. There are some questions from Instagram as well that I'll bring in guys, but let's, should we go from the top and see what we find? We have and to start with Spiro's question. Here we go. But anyway, uh, Sorry. Three of us agree. <laughs> Three of us agree. Born outside of Greece, obviously. Um, one of us who's not here today, Peter, is full on American, friends with these two guys, big time Olympiacos fan. So that's part of what we're trying to do as well, is make Olympiacos fans out of non Greeks. Uh, so spread the word. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. Also, I, I want to put a twist on Costa's question, the all-time lineup. I'm just going to go all-time, just people who come into my head. Is that okay? I'm just going to do that. You're Labrosirmos, so of course it's So okay. I can do it. So can we start with that question? Because I'm really into it. So I'm going to, okay. here's Costa's lineup. That's a good one. Should we but leave this I'm to gonna... the end? Should we leave this to the end? Should we this, leave this, this to the end? Because let's leave I it really to the want to. This needs, I want to this name needs my, like can I segment. name my random lineup now, though? Can I do oh, that? Wait to the I, end. I, please. It's, the I'll do question. an all-time one, but I want to do a random one just for the laugh. Is that okay? Right now. I, it's in my... Just, just, yeah, just okay. I'm going Blaze, Megari, and Gold. That's my team right there. <laughs> is this Leo like Salino. This is just whatever comes in my head. Alberto Bautia at the back. <laughs> and I want to partner him with um, with Vukovic. Marcano. At, oh, yeah, Marcano's good. At left back, I want to play Ali Sissoko. Very nice player, <laughs> you if remember? you remember him. 
<laughs> I want to play in the midfield. Delvin Endinga. That's a nice one, okay? Hey, hey, that's a good one. That's, I like that's that. a good one, no? Next to him, Benzema. Benzia. Benzia. That's a good one. Benzema. 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 <laughs> before he comes to Greece. And then on the wing, I'm going to put Matia Dosevi on the left. That's a nice one. On the right, I have to go Pardo. For Juan sure. Pablo Pino. Pino's nice. Oh my, that's a nice one. Pino. But at Jesus. 10, we need a leader of these guys. We need a leader, goddammit. David Fuster will be the leader in the yes. at the 10. Yes. He <laughs> will lead these David boys Fuster. out there. And then the striker who will score us all the goals. Frank O'Hara or Nelson Valdez? Oh that's my the lineup, God, baby. That's Frank O'Hara. That's it. Stop. That's the question. Goes the wanted answer. Yeah, that's so the you, team. You, you almost want to do like a starting eleven of coats. That's what no. This is do. a good team. This team wins the league it's this year right. in Greece. I'm sure. <laughs> oh my God. Here you sure. go. But anyway, that's it. I wanted to start. You forgot Seba, that. man. I should. I was between Seba and Pardo, but I feel like Pardo's Seba? more just gives us a bit more. Huh? Oh, God. Well, here we go. Let's. He's got. Uh, we'll we'll do our best. We'll try our best to get Fuster on the pod. That would be legendary. But here's a good question from the Costa 10. Question for the segment Are there any players for the B team you think could provide value to the team in the future? Who should we keep our eyes on? I. I've been saying one name all season, and he's been playing great. I've been watching the B team tape after the games are done, and he's had a great season down there. And I think he contribute he can contribute to us now. And that name is Vasilis Sorlis. Kid is a great player, in my opinion. He's probably the best player on that B team right now, and I think he has a place. There's two other honorable mentions. I will say the games I've watched of Kitsos, that kid's got some talent. Uh, he does. If he can be repurposed as a left back, great. But that kid's got talent. And a uh, player that has been doing well, especially the last few games, is Costi. Ioannis Costi. Little kid's got some goals in him. He's nothing He's nothing fancy, not too much flair there. He's like a no-nonsense. You know what I mean? He's very direct, gets the but gets the job done. Like uh, uh, Masuras-esque, right? You know, the, the guy isn't a world beater, but the effort's there, and he can, he can do a job. So... In that respect, they don't play the same position, but that's I'm comparing like the profile. Uh, and then I'll give a shot to Marinos as well because he's also looked pretty good the last few games. He's got uh, four four goal involvements, I think, in the last three games or four games. Uh, those are my shouts. Uh, keep an eye out for them, but especially Sorlis, my boy. He's ready. He's ready for the first team now. Yeah, I think Adi knows more about this than any of us. I don't know, of course, that you watch some of the beats. I watch some of them, but it's like so hard to watch these games as well. Like, what a little joke this is. Like, oh yeah, I want to watch Olympiacos B sometimes. With I have no life on a Saturday afternoon. Like, come on, give me something to do. And I don't know. Uh, I'll, I'll say Pinacas. I want to see one day play for Olympiacos. And a random one, Nikolic, the right back. I think maybe he could play for Olympiacos one day. He seems decent. I, but that's about it. I don't know shit, so I'm not going to tell you this guy's going to be a world beater or something. Like I have no idea. Yeah. Here, of course, I've got two more from the chat, and then you can start pulling them from Insta. This one's a quick one from Bobo's not a ga- from Bobo's not a gamer. When we reach 50 league titles, are we going to have a fifth star at our on our badge? Yes. Yeah. Every 10, that is one. 
And no, I, I, ju I just saw this. They're actually going to do something new. Oh. They're going to put the face of Emanike as the fifth star. Just Stop. Respect. Stop. <laughs> Sorry, I had to, I had to do it. <laughs> That's I, it. I had um, a couple of B-team players as well. Because there are a lot of them. Algasim Bar, guys. Oh, yeah. I haven't, yeah. I haven't seen a lot. But I think the last game we played, not yesterday, but the midweek one, the penalty that he won, he's got two defenders on his back and he's out-muscled them and then won the pen. And there's something, there's clearly something about this kit. I don't know if he's going to be playing for the first team next season, but there's definitely something there. And, you know, they're saying that we've managed to get him under, you know, out from under Atletico or like some Belgian teams that wanted him as well. And Belgium has a good system here. Huh? So I wouldn't, I wouldn't knock them. The other player that I like for some reason is Bagallanes. Oh, yeah. He's 20 or 21, but he reminds me a little bit of Manolas when Manolas started, when he was coming out at Ajax and he came, he came to Olympiacos because when Manolas came to Olympiacos, he was raw. Yeah. He was a raw player. And, you know, he, Manolas had and has that confidence and that kind of, you know, bravado, whatever you want to call it, that magia that an Olympiacos player needs. And Bagallanes kind of gives that off a little bit. And he has, he's quick. He goes to the ball. Viper says he's mediocre at best. Viper says he's shit, man. Viper, Viper's out that's here saying, said, that's, what shit, people, you know? that's what people but you know, about Manolas. Talking about that's what they, this guy. You, when, yeah, go when, ahead. My, when we were beating Ajax 6-2 and 5-1 in the cup games or in the league, and Jabul was scoring hat-tricks against uh, Ajax defence, that's what people were saying about Manolas as well, that he's shit, that he'll never play at the highest level. Oh, wait, he was our, he was Greece's most highly valued player in the world at 55 million euro. But I will say this, like, what the hell happened to uh, Carlo Yeropoulos? He plays two three games at the end of last season. Has, he played for the B team. They finally binned off that loser King Kuwait. That was like the worst football I've ever seen. I don't know. Maybe he's still around. I shouldn't say this, but this guy was one of the worst football I've ever. I couldn't believe he was professional. Like watching this guy King Kuwait play, he, he would make a pass, and the ball boy was going to get one of his other passes that flew off into the field next door, and he would nail the ball boy. He was terrible. This guy King Kuwait was the worst thing I'd ever seen. So my question is, what happened to this kid, Carlo Yeropoulos? He's good enough to play for Olympiacos, the first team, even in meaningless playoff games. Like, I don't know. I thought he was quite good. Maybe he could play. I don't know. He was like 16 as well. But that's he played just, the last two games. Yeah, I know. They finally binned yeah. King Kuwait. That guy's tragic. I think he's injured. I think King is injured. <laughs> I wish he was like permanently he injured. Was. He's, he's terrible. He was this guy's... He's terrible, man. He's like, I don't even, you don't even have to watch a lot of B team. You go in for like five minutes. You're like, let's see the B team. And like King Kue, like kills Cholakis with a back pass, like nails him in the head. It's like, what the hell is this guy King Kue doing? It's like tragic. Here's one from Vios Memsas. Is Onyakuru a new Kazim Richards? We didn't no. pay 5 million for Kazim Richards. <laughs> I still remember that season the when he when he brought in everyone kept calling him the coca-cola kid i have no idea what that was about i i, I think that on your crew 
he's had more attention on him for things that he's done off the pitch than on the pitch. Yeah. And that's his fault. You know, what people are going to remember him so far for taking the seven and dyeing his hair green after we lost to a green team and we got knocked out of the Champions League. That's what people are going to remember Henry and Yukuri for. Right. Uh, but 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 I do have that kind of sentiment, that feeling that Labro expressed that I think that he just he hasn't gelled with the team. We don't have players that can pick him out because he makes the runs. God damn. He, he made the damn run today at the end of the game and no one passed him. Even the announcer was like, Onyakuru makes the run and like he make he makes those diagonal runs to try and get in behind, to try and beat the last defender. And when we play on the counter, he's dangerous. But when do we play on the counter in Greece? Never, never. We don't. So it's one of those things is like, it doesn't fit what we need exactly. I'll tell you one thing. When was one of his best games? I'm going to put it to you. It was at home against Frankfurt. He was fantastic. He He was was subbed off at half time. Made no sense. I... I, I didn't that's why I'm that. saying, like, I, I put it in this little review thing. Like, I really think if Olympiacos has a chance at going past Atalanta, I really think, as crazy as this sounds, that Henry Onyakuru will play a role. I just think what he offers is something we don't have. And by God, we're going to need, like, someone on the counter, probably. That's why El Arabi can't play, I think, against Atalanta. Because what is he going to do on the counter? You know what I mean? Like... I love the guy. He may come in in the second half, but this is why Tiquinho may need to play. Maybe I'm an idiot, but like that's just my opinion as well. So, um, Question from the Costa 10. Any news about the capacity allowed for Atalanta? 50% capacity at Atalanta. I think their stadium's 19,000. So that means 10,000 and we get uh, 10% of the tickets. That means I think we're going to we're gonna get about 500. 500 tickets. They're trying to get some more. Uh, you need to be tri- triple vaxxed if you're thinking about going to the game. You need to be triple vaxxed in Italy to get into the stadium. And um, if you're from Greece, you need to be a season ticket holder to have priority or you need to be signed up to your local fan club. I'm going to be at that game, guys. Um, knock on woods. So uh, look out for videos, vlog, double, et cetera. Double match vlogs, I think we're, we're doing. If we can get in the goddamn stadium, knock on wood yeah. again. Like, so. yeah. Did you have uh, some questions from Instagram, Costa? Have, have we done all the questions here? Uh, I'm sure we have Unless more some questions. new ones we, came in. I yeah. We have some right earlier. here. Again, who's starting on the wings for South Atlanta? Agibu and Masura. Stake it to the bank, my friend. That's it, I think. That's probably, I I think that's probably going to be the case. Yeah. I, I don't. Then we have this. Yeah. Beautiful starting 11 as well. (laughs) Like almost matches mine. I would love to see this team go with my team. And I just think David Fuster edges me out like for the win. I just Ben Zurdevic Milic. Milic Milic. (laughs) Milic. Yeah. He never played. This this Ben Jurjevic thing has got me though. Uh Uros (laughs) Jurjevic actually was like slaying it in Segunda Division in Spain for a while. But also Ben. Is like a star of Red Star Belgrade yeah. and has become a Serbian citizen. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> like that he's crazy. loved there. Like this, they this... saw him score against Partizan, remember? And they were like, "Holy yep. shit, this guy can't leave Serbia." That, that was like, <laughs> they're like, "We love this guy." But 
Yeah, and he still he still does stuff for them in the same manner at Libyakos, like very awkward, just like goals that go in, they're just like okay, it's just they're scrums and he finds a way to get the ball in the net. The guy's absurd, it's hilarious. Yeah. If a sitching goal. Viper, yeah, mate, that's what I said. Uh that, five hundred yeah. tickets. Maybe, maybe, maybe Dionysus was also listening to, to our pod. <laughs> Dionysus is a good uh, friend, actually. Big up, big up, Dionysus. Yeah, nice I, I like his show as well. I'm not gonna. I, I enjoy watching as well, following along. Um, and his books also at the end of the season are quite nice as well. I've seen, I passed through a few of them. But um, yeah. So Instagram questions, I guess. Or yeah. In in the meantime, if anybody musters up the courage, we just dropped the link to join our show in the chat. So if you want to come on, have a chat with us, ask us a question, we can get you up on the pod. So let me go to Instagram and have a look at the questions. Mm. Let's see what we got. So we have couple of questions here why is fadiga not getting game time is one of the questions any of you care to broach that i think he plays I, wednesday so i yeah i don't know i would have i would have liked to see him to be honest with you instead of onyakuru today but i understand why we saw onyakuru uh but i yeah we're only going to see fadiga he's a long term he's a long term look he's with the first team because he's talented, but we're only going to see him in like cup games and meaningless games. I believe in the end of the season, he's a long-term play. The kid, if you listen to my deep dive, he's got, there is something there. I mean, he's the kid's talented, but I don't think don't expect him to make a break into the team for the rest of the season. Okay. Another question. I'm just going to take this one because we need to move on. Favorite kit of all time. That's a good one. I quite like the one I'm wearing now. I think this one's 20, 2015, I want to say, the first UNICEF kit, but this one's got nothing on it. This one's a blank one. But it's the one we wore when we signed Saviola and we had Saviola Mitrovic. Yeah, 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 yeah. This I kit, think I think this, I have that one too. It just has a big white box because it took so long to get a sponsor. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It was this kit and the other one that i really like was the one we wore in karaiskaki when we moved into the into the new into the new karaiskaki the one that had karaiskaki on the side yeah that was yeah. nice the gold one i wish i didn't ruin it but the gold one i like a lot i'm gonna go out of left field here and i was thinking of it and i was i was like oh. the black puma siemens kit do you remember Ooh. that one? I, I have one that one at, uh, I have that. Really? at a, uh, Liverpool, right? At, at Anfield, we wore that as well. Oh, don't remind me about that game. I know, but I love I love the black and red, like all black with the red badge, maybe like a red collar. Like I think that's just mm, like you should have seen oh, the black kit that we wore. Um, I think it was '98 against Ajax. That was black and red. It was a black and red one. It was even nicer. Yeah. Check that I, out. I just, that, was really, that is such that was really an nice easy, kit. like, take my money. If they made a black kit. Oh, my God. That's my girlfriend. Hold on. Give me a second. I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> well, we... 
<laughs> well, leave the poor kid alone. Uh, we've got uh, from Viper here, uh, Egypt, Senegal. Uh, Senegal's winning 3-2 on penalties. I actually have the live score up. I've been watching it. I've been monitoring it. So go Cissé. Come on, buddy. You can do this. This would be I've, – I've been seeing people say on social media that this would be the first Senegalese uh, uh, cup win. I will have to I'll have yeah. to look that in. That's yeah, that's what I've been seeing on social media. If it's true or not, I don't know. I haven't verified, but it would be very interesting. The so it silver looks like... shirt from around two thousand says Andreas. I've got Zaelias's shirt actually, the silver one with the red, with a red and black trim down the side. Yeah, that, that one's cool night. too. Yeah, I don't have that one. Hmm. I might have to find that one. What else you got? Shirts wise, or other questions. <laughs> Any other questions? I know you got a shit ton of them. I've got a lot of shirts. Um, no, I think let's go to the let's go to the next segment, shall we? Go for it. Oh, four-two Senegal. Four-two okay. Senegal. By the way, I think Senegal won because we have Andreas here telling us he says champion again. Does this mean he goes to Senegal and celebrates? Could you imagine if they win the cup like? And then they all hop on their private jets. They're like, we're out of here. Like, you know what I mean? No, like they can't do that. Cissé so. comes back shit-faced. Like. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just like Cissé showing up Monday, showing up Monday morning at ready, like ready to train. Completely, completely drunk. Like, yeah. I'm sure he gets a, a couple mess. days. Yeah. Yeah. It starts right. with Panatoli Kos after winning Africa Cup of Nations. Like, get in there, Cissé. We need some match rhythm in you. Like, come on. They can't do that. But yeah, let's do it. All right, Post on well, we... Adi, you guys start because I did my my eleven. I'll finish up. Goalkeeper. I'm Nicol... still picking Nicopolidis. Nicopolidis. I'm still picking him. Yeah, for me as well. Saw, saw for me. I think. Really? I just. Do you see what he's doing in the Premier League? Like, it's yeah, insane. But... Like this guy is yeah, incredibly let's... talented. Like he's insane. I. I think there's some recency bias to, there. I know there's recency yeah. bias there, but I really and I'm gonna have another spot recency bias with Chimikas over Yogiatos, and I know you're all gonna be like, "Oh, so, what? Yeah, come on." I, now, this, this is what I was talking about—the generational gap. You never saw Yogiatos play. I was saying, yeah, you I never saw Yogiatos play. So, no, for me, there's no yeah, question. No way. There's no way. Chimikas no was good. Chimikas was, was good. It was debating. Like, it was debatable between. Arthur Mazuaku, the king, Chumikas, and Kutris. That was it. I don't know. No. Like, I, I, would, I would dare say that, like, Chumikas and Mazuaku compared to Yorgatos, in Greek, they say titikes. So, no. Tatochetri Lachano. My God. Roberto gets a mention. He did. He had a very solid stint for us, at least up until the end. Yeah. Right back. It has to be Torosidis. I'm trying to think. Probably I think it is I think it's Torosidis. It has to be. There's no in at least in my lifetime, I have never but, seen a right back that's been anywhere close. Torosidis was the man. Is Omar in with a shout? It has to be honorable mention, okay. right? No. He, 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 he's up there, but yeah, he gets no. a shout. But guys, Doris, but Torosidis for, for not just the longevity, but Torosidis was like Torosidis was always good. Like, always. Torosidis was never not, like, you know what I mean? Like, so many seasons that he was always solid. 
Yeah. You know, Omar no, had, did have no, a bad season. Yeah, exactly. No, Omar had a couple bad seasons, and he wasn't yeah. that good, I'll be honest. Okay. Who's your right back, Labra? Doris is for me as well. Doris, Omar's well. in with a shout because I love the guy. Like, I thought he was just... Okay. Course, yeah. So we're actually unanimous on that Omar. one then. Yeah. yeah, we are. We are. So we're unanimous on Dorosivis. Viper three says big shout for Pados right back. <laughs> oh my god! Fair enough, man. That's He'd a that's a bench. good shout. He would definitely bench. be on my bench, one hundred percent. Holebas also got a shout out. I think that's interesting. Yeah, I do like that. Uh, Holebas did good work for us when he was younger. I like this. Yeah. I actually like this lineup, Viper. Melberg for sure. That's. Melbourne gets one of my center back spots. Also, he drops Giovanni, which I think is controversial for the yeah. other people. Me, me, me and Viper don't get along. <laughs> <laughs> but I think the center backs, it's funny that he mentions Ruben Semedo because I think Ruben Semedo for like three months, I was like, this is the best center back I've ever seen. <laughs> so, but well, then listen, like two years later, listen. like, shit, this guy. Regarding talent, right? If we're taking talent, and with respect to everything else too, like I, that I think is right. We never had a, a center back like that. That was that smooth on the ball. The closest that we've brought up in the past that we could think of was maybe Rezos. And, and Marcano. Uh, okay. Yeah. I, I, you know what? He was good on the ball, but I never liked him. I, I was never a fan. He was a bit was, soft. He's a bit soft, yeah, but he was really soft. good at bringing the ball out. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That was, but I feel like Felipe Santana also was decent on the ball, but. Come on, man. Are you, are you serious right now? <laughs> like tonight. Uh, yeah, I'm on a good one. But yeah. But so what are we? Manolas. Manolas Melberg, I think, is like the easy answer here, right? Probably. I think, That's probably I think for me, too. Oh, no. What yeah. about Jorge Bermudez? Who remembers Jorge Bermudez? No, so you're, you're dating me, man. I don't remember. You I'm don't remember Bermudez? No, I don't. He's the one. He was the Boca Juniors captain that came in that summer and got in a fight with Elefteropoulos and Anatolakis after the Deportivo game. I I remember the I remember the fight. Yeah. I just barely remember yeah. him playing. Yeah, <laughs> but he didn't play that much. That was like the first game of the campaign, I think. And we <laughs> yeah yeah, and then they they ruined him. But anyway, no, I think I think Olaf and Manolas. I think Olaf and Manolas is so. very fair. I think it's very fair. And this one, it gets hard. Like once you start going here, like to the midfield. Well, the midfielder, the midfield for me is going to be. Um, uh, I'm gonna take a deeper lying Ibagaza as one of my my deeper midfielders. Like if I'm like for me, it's gonna be a four two three one, and then oh, Adzas, yes. Adas was brilliant. He is. He is brilliant. The mm. if he didn't get injured, he'd be playing for Real Madrid, Barcelona, or Juventus. Didn't somebody tell us that? I probably did. <laughs> okay, maybe maybe it was. I thought somebody. But he's like, Wait, did someone like there tell us that? Like, <laughs> yeah, very it's... very good player. Very very good player. But but Adi, go on. Your midfield is Ibagaza, deep line, and then Ari's thinking too high. He's like, oh my god, what would I do? Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna wet myself. I'm having I think uh, this midfield is like Guillerme that's my position. I love that Carambe. stuff. So it's very tough. Guillerme Carabé. So Carabé is like the first one that comes to mind. I'll be honest with you. 
And but then like thinking about it, like Guillerme, like, okay, maybe he wasn't here as long. But then I also think of that season we had uh Yaya Ture, you know, and and he was solid. So like the midfield is like that's a position I love. So it's this is a really tough decision for me to yeah. pick. To like, I also pick forget what I, how good Guillerme was. Like, fuck's sake, that guy was a baller. He's like, a, he was absurd. Guillerme yeah, uh, was very good. How did we look into that guy? Like, what the hell? Like, what? But you yeah. know what? It, you know what? I'm just gonna stick with Ibagaza and um, Garebe, and that was mm. not initially the line. The the two center mids, the deeper ones that I picked or that I thought about in the beginning. But that's who what I have the, to who go. Who were the ones you thought of, Ari? Well, in the beginning, I was I was think I was thinking of Adzas, and I was also thinking of Guillerme. But at the same time, I was going back and forth because, like, uh, I Torre, Yaya Torre. Well, I mean, I know also like because his career took off, like th- that season with him stuck with me a little bit longer. But uh, I'm I'm gonna stick with it because I'll keep flip flopping. What about you guys? Oh my god, it's so difficult. It's... I it's really difficult. There's there's one I, that you guys haven't even thought of that I have, and I'm going to tell you who it is. Do you want to do you want to try and guess who I'm thinking about? I have one who we haven't brought up too. Luka Milivojevic, I really loved as a player as well. I think he's just yeah. not. You know what I mean? Like he was, he's not yeah. like in that tier, but he's like right there. You know? Well, I mean? there's so, Zay. Well, there's Zay. Yeah, too. Zay. Like, okay. I can't forget him. And then I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna give major props to whoever guesses who I'm thinking about as my defensive midfielder. What I'm gonna say is he's left footed. And it's not Zay, yes. And it's not anyone's going to guess. Fuck yes. Left footed midfielder. Like played for the club from Northern Greece. Bravo, Recosta. Don't do this. That's look, that's also. Agustin is from Crete, man. Who Platon? Come on, man. He's letting us down. He's from close to to Heraklion. I think Stoltidis was such a great player for us, man. Like that that breakout season when we started winning games in Europe away from home. Like that game that he did against Werder Bremen at home, the two goals that he scored, and generally like his performances that campaign. Mm-hmm. absolutely insane mm-hmm. and an absolute dog in midfield like yeah warrior he like he bled he bled the shirt he's not the most yeah. technically gifted player but he was he was outstanding like performance and what he gave is well, he in my starting 11 fuck it i'm gonna put him there so like, yeah. i'm gonna put him there like agis stoldidis and Yaya and Yaya, yeah. just pure talent and career afterwards was just absolute rocket. I th- well, I think I would most... go oh, Garambe, right. Guillerme. I would go old and new. Ooh, I think that's interesting. what I would do. I actually like that. Mm. But the most important nice question is about to come well. up, though. And who would be your 10? Who is your best number? T- this oh. is such a tough one. Nice, for no. But oh, who are you picking? Giovanni. Oh, but okay. So for me, I would I would want to like mess with the formation and have Giovanni up front because there's another player I want to include as my 10. 
Jordi Dominguez, was, of course, has to be the no, ten. Come on, no, that's it's it. not Dominguez. It's not Dominguez. <laughs> it's a player I idolized when I was when I was younger. Who's a Ben? No. He's he's Greek. Kostas Fortunis, the king. No. Niniadis. No, 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 no. Carapialis. That's it. I have. Come on. He's like the best 10 Greece has ever had. The best Greek player. Come on. Prime Fortunis over. I love Carapialis. I loved. Oh, well, Hadipanagis didn't. But he didn't play for us. Fair enough. Right. Yeah, so, <laughs> so for me, like I, I would be, I would be betraying my younger self if I did not include Carapialis. So, like, I would have to have him. I would have Giovanni as my striker on in this starting eleven, just to have him. Uh, mm. wh- who would you guys pick for your ten? I would take. Oh, it's difficult. Oh, what a I shout! Think... What a shout here, Velikaris. Oh. Velikaris. That's a good one. You know, for the work I, rate, I'm taking David Fuster on the left wing. That's it. No, <laughs> I'm just joking. But I kind of want to go with, I need Chori Dominguez in my starting 11. Like, I love the guy too much. Um, and I want to start Galetti as well. Is that fair? Galetti's my um, right, my right that's wing. That's my, I was about to say, yeah. he's going to be my right wing. Both so you, know, you know how it would be so good? Chori at the 10. Kevin Miralas on the left and Galetti on the right. Like I think that would be really good. But how can you leave Georgievich? Yeah, let's say you can't. I know. But that team is dynamic. God damn it! Like that that three could just destroy teams. Like I don't know. Like modern bro, football you wise, you know, a fast Kevin Miralas, Galetti. I don't. You know what I mean, bro? Like, did you see Georgievich when he could run like and wasn't smoking 40, 40 cigarettes a day? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I did not. I, I will say. I, I will say. I did not. Djordjevic was insane, man. Like, and then I and and then I I think the the original killer, Kostas Mitrovic, has to start for me. He has so a shout. That's it. He has a shout. Yeah. And I wouldn't start Giovanni. That's it because he's too lazy. So I don't think we would have been able to do it in Europe with him. That's Starhiliamas. The... <laughs> the things that Giovanni That's did it. on the pitch you've never seen in your life, bro. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's just it. too Sorry. much walking yeah. around, man. Too much walking. Too much. Yeah, he was walking either. around and everybody else was in slow motion. And he exactly. was not making it. Didn't matter. It didn't matter. He was uh, too good. Uh, well, too good. uh, we have uh we do have somebody waiting here in the uh in the room. Uh, Michalis Alexiu, and uh, Michali, while we have you here, let's get your give us your all time Libyakos 11. Uh, Ask the man where he's from first. Sorry, I remembered from a previous episode, and I forgot that there's people that don't recognize you, but yes, I apologize. <laughs> it's very so difficult. Welcome. I really don't know. Um, my goalkeeper. It would be, of course, Nicopolidis, I think. Love it. For sure. Um, as center back, Mandolas on the one on the one hand, and um, Olof Melberg as left back. Difficult, very difficult. How old are you, bro? I don't know. Left back is very difficult. <laughs> right back. Very difficult question, but yeah, in the middle field, in the hard. middle field as number ten for me, I agree one hundred percent. It's uh, Jorge Dominguez, one hundred percent. 
Yes, thank um, you. God, God bless you. And... Yes. <laughs> How old are you? How old are you, buddy? At 21. That's the problem. Oh, I don't that... even know. Hunter, that is so The young, young people <laughs> love Chori Dominguez. Chori yeah. Dominguez made us love football. Like, this guy well, was guys, like I our generation love... Giovanni, I feel like. It was, this guy was mad. I remember there's one goal against Aruca. Uh, from from Portugal. Oh yeah. Um, that was one of the nicest goals he'd ever scored. I still remember it. Unbelievable. I remember the Malmo goal where we thought we could still get yes. through in that group of that red goal. I that, think it was. Yeah, that was a crazy game. Uh, yes. The most the most Alitia goal that Troy Dominguez scored in his career. The cup final with Santi. Well, that that was the most ridiculous. But Alitia was the goal he scored against United. Yeah, the flick. Mm, the flick. The yeah, flick. gorgeous. That was that was in, that was pure pure shit houseery. It was beautiful. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm. I accept your ten though. It's okay. You're too. Yeah. I will. I will say that the youth. You didn't witness the grandeur. The, you didn't like witness that, greatness. Like I'm not taking it away. Dominguez was a, a wonderful player, like an amazing player. But I I promise you guys. Just go watch like clips, an hour of clips. Who who said this? Magnatis. Who credits to Magnatis? <laughs> I lost my train of thought because of you, Stratos. But continue with the rest of your 11. Who's your striker, Michali? Striker? Yes. I remember the, the goals from Mitroplo against uh, Anderlecht. That's fair. Um, that is, yeah, of course, not Oscar Cardoso and Emenike. But um, <laughs> oh, <that's a> strong <laughs> one. I don't know. Djurjevic was very good too. Um, no, Mitroglou is my is my first one, and um, of course El Arabi. I remember uh, yeah. every time the goal against Arsenal in Emirates. This was my personally favorite goal uh, he ever mm. scored for us. And mm. um, yeah, yeah, beautiful, beautiful striker. Yeah. What what yeah. do you think? Um, will he renew his contract with Olympiacos or not? That's a good question. But I have one comment to make as well. Yeah. Rafik Jebur, a shout out. Grenoble yeah. strong. Let's go. Alps, oh France. God. But I, I think he's an honorable mention. But will he renew? I don't. Honest gut feeling right now, I don't think he's going to renew. I don't think. I think it would have happened by now. Um, I I don't know. I have a bad feeling, but. This no information. It's just yeah, me too because I, he doesn't play now. Martins thinks yeah. uh, now they they choose uh, Suarez and uh, maybe there will be Bar next season as a second striker. We don't know. Oh God! Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Costa, what is your opinion? Because I feel like you kind of read these things well as well. We did a video on this actually. Yeah, we did on, uh, on El Arabi. Did I do that one? I can't remember. God damn. Um, mm. I, I think the fact that we've it's gone silent now isn't boding well. But um, it's 50-50. 50-50 in my view, whether he renews. I don't think he's going to get the same money that he's asking from a European club. And if he's going to get more money or that 2 million or that 2.5 million that he's asking... He's only going to get it from Qatar. My opinion is that I don't think that he's going to be our number one striker next season. I think he's a luxury for Greece 
and that he deserves the money he gets now and he'll be top scorer again at the end of the season. But I think that it's time it's time that we either believe in Tiquinho as our number one striker next season or we need to think about just saying thank you and moving on. Mm. Too many strikers, I think, man. Yeah. I think that's a good point. And Adi, before you give your response, I want to say... I just don't think in modern football, if Olympiacos wants to take a next step in Europe, if it wants to qualify for the Champions League, a striker at 36, El Arabi, who's not so mobile, who's not well in pressing, um, can take us to the next level, if that makes sense. I'm, I, I'm trying to think back to big European games when we've won very well. And of course, El Arabi's been part of some of those. But I really think we just need a Guerrero type who will press, but like can score a goddamn goal, right? But like someone who's, do you remember Guerrero, how high he would press? Sometimes he would block the goalkeeper from even passing the ball out. Like I, I think back to Brownie Day. Some people think he should, some people thought he was good, but the pressing and running was huge, you know? And I really think that's a big benefit in Europe when you're on the counterattack or when you're not holding the ball so much, you have a player who can run and El Arabi doesn't do that. So I don't see how he works in the modern scheme of things in a European game coming like like with Atalanta. Can you play El Arabi against Atalanta for over 65, 70 minutes? I don't think so. Like, and I'm one of the biggest fans of El Arabi, you know. So yes, we know it's difficult for me to say that, but Adi. No, I love I love El Arabi, but no, I agree with every point you made. For me, it's like it, it's always a value proposition for me. So if he's willing to accept less money, then I probably would keep him if he's willing to accept less money. And maybe a different role. But what you see, what you get from him when his holdup play isn't good. And for a lot of this season, the holdup play has not been good. And he got that $2 million because he was banging goals in and his holdup play was stellar. But when his holdup play dips and you are relying just on his goal-scoring ability, that goal-scoring ability as it stands is not too, worth $2 million. Otherwise, we would have paid Hassan $2 million too, if that were the case. But no, his value is in his goal-scoring ability and his hold-up play. As he slows down, his hold-up play declines. He doesn't have that value. We need, Honestly, this team needs a younger striker to grow with the team. I'll be honest with you. Tequino, I think, is a, a, great, a great option that we're going to have going forward for the next couple of years. But I really hope that we have a young guy... And I'm not saying that this could be Pinakas. Maybe uh, maybe one day it could be. But I would like to see a young striker that can grow with the team that that can help propel us forward, that has that ball-playing ability, that can also do some of the stuff that El Arabi does, which is why he got paid so much. That's, that's my thoughts on the whole thing. Mm. Yeah, for sure. He isn't, he isn't on that level as he was last year. Maybe we should uh, find another one or a younger one from the from the B11. Difficult situation, but two million is, for my opinion, too much for him to offer. Yeah. Um, for that, what he shows us in the games right now. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe uh, Adi knows best. Maybe, but Kyle Laden is he a player you would throw big money at and be like, okay, you're going to be the guy? You know, his name's been thrown around. I think it's cooled off, but. He's 26, yeah. 27. I would throw I would throw for what we would consider for Libyakos good money. 
But if yeah. what we've heard is correct and that he wants 3 million euros a season, I'm not giving him that money. I'm sorry. That's, yeah. that's almost, even though he would be free coming in, that's still a really big risk for us. You know what I mean? That's a really big risk. And the guy is talented. He's a very talented player, but at 3 million a season, it's a big risk for us for somebody that, you know, might not give us at, at 3 million a season. This guy's got to be a genius for us. And that's way too much pressure to have on a player like that to come into Greece because God forbid he doesn't perform at that genius level. It doesn't matter what he does. It's not going to be enough for 3 million a season. So I, I wouldn't no, not for 3 million a season. I'm not bringing in Kyle Larry, even though I think he's a talented player. It's a tough one. It's, it's really it a tough question. I don't know, guys. It's been an hour and a half. Are we thinking of wrapping up? I don't know. Is yeah. it, we kind mean, of never gave us his wing backs. Maybe? We never got what? a right back or left back. Yeah, we never got your wing backs. <laughs> the wings are very difficult. Um, Predjak Djordjevic, of course. He's one of my uh, favorites from the old squads. And um, from the news... On the wing, yes, of course, Podense. His goal against Tottenham was just a beauty. It was 2-2, okay. But uh, in my opinion, we sell him very early. We could keep him for one year. But uh, yes, the, the, the Tahrimata um, is what uh, we wanted to have and Marinakis wanted to have. Very difficult. We can't hey. keep players like that in Greece, man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Not, not these days. Not watch, these days. As you watch the derby against Panathinaikos and then <laughs> think there are big players who are playing these games, they think how trendy we are in Greece to, to play like that. Yep. Well, Michali, thank you so much for joining us, buddy. Thank we you appreciate very much. It. And Kalovradi, Ketalemio Sigura. Calovradi, Absolutely. Calovradi. Enjoy the rest of what's remaining of this weekend. Good and enough. guys, thank you everyone for listening, especially if you've made it this far. Look, if you haven't done it already, please, please, please hit that subscribe button at the bottom. This, this project is bigger than I've imagined. Uh, Costa, I know foresaw a little bit more than I did. Uh, but thank you guys so much and continue, please continue to help us create this network and this community of Olympiacos fans. This thing is becoming awesome and it's only going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. So please hit that subscribe button, get your friends to do it also and continue to interact with us on social media. We love when you guys interact with us. We love getting your opinions. We love getting your data that you guys share with us. Some people share with us their own stats that they record and they take i we love all of it so please guys each and every one of you if you haven't done so already hit that button and we'll see you next time Are, yeah one more thing before we go um because it's an important date for all olibiagos fans 8th of february 1981 um remembrance day yes, for the yes. for the victims of the gate seven tragedy 21 lives lost forever will be in our memories guys uh that that tragedy it's a sad day for us but it's a day for for remembrance and um and yeah that's an important day 
for us on on the eighth. Um, just wanted to to mention that as well. And it's been I don't mean to end on a more somber note, but it has been one of those weeks in in Greece as well that's been mired yes. by by violence, the death of a 19 year old because of football, because he right. supported a football team. And I'll end with I really hope that I will live to see the day that in Greece we can go to a football game. Olympiakos fans, Panathinaikos fans, like actually to enjoy football. That's my wish. Yep. And mine as well, Costa. Thank you so much for bringing that up as well. Uh, I would have been remiss. Uh, I would have been kicking myself after the show for not remembering to bring all of that up. But uh, thank you, Costa. Thank you, guys. This is Gate 7 International, and we'll see you next time. You just listened to an episode of the Gate 7 International podcast, a podcast connecting Olympiakos fans from Brussels to Tokyo, from Toronto to Geneva. We are four Olympiakos fans from every corner of the world, bringing you news and interviews of the team you love in English. With new episodes twice a week, you will never miss out on the latest updates and stories of the team you love. If you liked what you heard, make sure to follow us on social media at Gate7INTL. Give us a subscribe on YouTube or even leave a review on all our podcast channels. Until next time, this is our team, our city and our story. Thrilos, he said. Sto mialo kati magiko.